This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Edison, and we just sat there and listened to the intro music for the podcast. Because we're, we're, we're on this new equipment now, and we've both now got sets of headphones that we can listen to the intro uh, uh, song. Yeah. And it's really awkward way to start the podcast because <laughs> we just stared at each other listening to the intro music, which I must admit, I haven't heard for about three years because oh, I never right. listened to an episode of the podcast. Yeah. And so I was like, wow. Gee, it goes on, doesn't it? It's quite long. It really does. It's like the intro theme to Gilligan's Island. It I'm also like, sounds like a little because I I will hear this song more than you because I'll edit a lot of the videos yeah. we do and I'll throw a little Tofop stinger and I'm like, this is very Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's 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 very new metal. I don't know what we were thinking well, when we know, commissioned it. It was a different time ten years ago, Charlie, and it was a back in the back in the day where we did it all for the Nookie. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, so um, what a week! What a week I've had. Uh, oh, tell me, please. Okay, well, the last time we checked in, mm. my dog Junior. Yes. So uh, ill and uh, uh, not and eating, not ill in a limp biscuit way. Not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not like he didn't have a license. He's ill. <laughs> he doesn't have a backwards cap on. Doesn't have a backwards cap, but just was 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 sickly. Was not well, and yes. and it proceeded to kind of. Just get worse. So after we recorded the last episode, he wasn't getting better. Really low energy. No. And then um, uh, I'd taken him to the vet. I'd put him in the vet for about three or four days at a time, just because we've got the new baby at home. And it's like I've got a dog that's sick and a baby it just didn't seem to work. Mm. And did you think about just in fairness leaving the baby at the vet one night? Like <laughs> you know, junior, yeah. you five day, five six days, and that you'll be there. But you know, in fairness, you were here first. Yeah. The baby's going to have one night in a cage at the vet. <laughs> That makes sense. I mean, the baby would probably care less about being in a cage at the vet than the dog. I would, well, Junior especially. Like, that's a thing about putting him in the cage. Mm. Is Junior is a, as his name would suggest, he's a bit of a spoiled dog. Like, he's our, you know, he's our fur baby. And yeah. so the nurses, when um, I would check in him each day, would say, like, oh, he really doesn't like the cage. Doesn't like being caged. Do many dogs love a cage? Love a cage? I mean, In fact, if a, if a dog comes in and is really used to being in a cage, <laughs> I would call the authorities yeah. and get them to investigate. Uh, unless, I guess, if you've lived in the cage long enough that you're like that old guy from Shawshank. Yeah, he just like the he guy gets got released and he can't, There's just one dog at the vet with a bird in his pocket. It's like, the weird thing is that dog is feeding a bird. <laughs> go boy, go boy. Nah. I've become accustomed. So they were um, they were letting Junior out, mm. so he could wander around yeah. the office and stuff. But they said he wasn't eating, and and it was we actually saw every vet that worked at this clinic, and every one of them, no one could really give us like a determination on what they thought it was. Because I think I said mentioned last week that maybe he had a stroke because it started mm. off with that seizure, and and then a, a few other things are going on. Anyway, a couple of days after we recorded that last episode of Tofop, um, I came home with some roast chicken, which is Junior's like favorite meal. Mm-hmm. And so, so I was like a bar- barbecue chicken from like a chicken shop. Yes, like yeah. fancy. Like, yeah. And I went to a good, I didn't go to a crappy yeah. one too. Like I went to the fancy, <laughs> didn't get even expensive the, one. The Coles or like the no. IGA roast chicken. Is like, this is not a service station. You know how roast those, those very fancy chicken yeah. shops? They're just chicken shops, yeah. but they have like tiles on the yeah. walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and like, like there's blue tiles. Yeah. Some of the salads have pine nuts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think this has got some cranberries in it, it or goji berries Danish or something. Feta? Yeah, it's not, but we've said it is. It's a chicken shop. So I brought home some fancy. They have chip. wedges and chips. Yes, exactly. And sweet potato they, they chips. They don't call them wedges. They call them there's something else, isn't it? Just they call them. Oh, there's a fancy name. Chunky for wedges, fries. Something like that. Mm. Can't remember. Maybe roast potatoes. <laughs> roast potatoes. Roast potatoes. I guess are yeah. uh, fancy wedges, aren't yeah, they? Exactly. Yeah. 
And so um, I put him the fancy chicken and as I was feeding it to him, he started, the same thing started to happen where his legs went wobbly and he kind of collapsed and stuff. And so this time I just like, picked him straight up, bundled him straight to the vet, like just got Jem to call the vet as I was racing there because I was like, well, maybe if we catch it, they right. can see what's They can going see on. what's happening. Yeah. But of course, as soon as we get to the vet, he's, you know, seems to be back to himself and, and, and then oddly enough, he's really hungry. He hasn't eaten in like five or six days, but now he's really hungry okay. and so he's eating liver treats. Mm. So the vet comes out and, she's, and she sort of says, look, I think that maybe what's going on here might be neurological. She's gone, we've done every kind of other test, blood test, ultrasound, x-ray, we couldn't find anything. But you might want to look now, maybe he has had a stroke or maybe there's something else going on, maybe there's a tumour in his brain or whatever because it's very odd for a dog not to want to eat or then only want to eat these liver treats. So we booked him into the hospital, the vet hospital, where they have all the uh, ultrasound and MRIs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, this one vet said, look, before we do the MRI, which is really expensive... Mm. I would like to do another ultrasound. So she did another ultrasound and unfortunately they found something on his heart. He has uh, a tumour uh, on his heart. Mm. And so she was like, you know, these are quite rare, mm. but unfortunately it's inoperable mm. and it's quite large. It's around his aorta. I think that maybe he's been contributing to his loss of balance because of mm. blood pressure and all that kind of stuff. So um, she said, I think that, you know, it's really... Her recommendation is, like, you should look to euthanise him at some point. Like, mm. if his quality of life continues to decline, you need to put him down. So, devastated, obviously. And uh, we bring him home and I call my brother and I burst into tears. Yeah. And we're just like, how? I mean, what's how, what the timing of, like, a baby has just arrived but now, like, our other child is on the way out. And so... I talked to my brother and my sister about it. My sister had a dog um, who passed away when her daughter was born, my niece. And she said, you know, it is like a really odd time, but my recommendation is that you really treat the dog, like actually just sort of like do all the things that you would you know, normally take it to his favourite park, the beach, whatever, and just spend time, just really comfort and yeah. make, make him comfortable. So we did. So I kind of, you know, I got all the brochures from the doctors about how to euthanise and work it all out. And then, uh, you know, he was still really quite ill and weak. And, you know, and so I brought him home on the, the Friday night thinking, okay, well, let's just have a really nice weekend, you mm -hmm. know, and we'll take him to all the night, his favourite places yeah. and we'll just stay in and we'll just give him lots of kisses and cuddles and, you know, really give him this great weekend. Thinking in the back of my head, okay, but then on Monday. Oh, then, yeah. Yeah. So we start, we take him to his favourite park, we have a little picnic, you know, and he's sort of sniffing around. But not, not, and that's the other thing is he's not his normal self. Mm. You know, his personality has changed. And that was the one thing that really was upsetting us more than anything because yeah. he's a very affectionate, very inquisitive dog. He's a terrier. They have that kind of personality. But he was just – it was like he had dementia because he was just getting up every couple of hours and just wandering and just stop, stopping and staring into nothing and just really, really upsetting. But then, <laughs> over the course of the weekend – oh, that was the other thing the doc said was, I don't think any of these – because the, the – over the last few weeks trying to treat him, they've been given us all this medication right. to give him. And she said, look, I don't think his issue is not related to... to the, any of these medicines have been treating symptoms that weren't probably what the cause of the problem is. to the cancer. Yeah. Exactly. Now that we've identified that he's got a tumour on his heart, some of these other medicines you've been giving him probably aren't appropriate. Yeah. And okay. the thing was, I'm not sure if I mentioned it last week, but part of the difficulty with him and treating was him... Was feeding him the feeding. pills. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're putting him through a traumatic situation to try to get this medicine yeah. inside him. So he, not only is he feeling sick, but he's also feeling pissed off at you because you're grabbing Harassed. him by the face and trying to <laughs> yeah, shove a pill in his mouth. Or trying to hide yeah. like medication in his food so he'd yeah. be sniffing it out and then getting untrustworthy. I'm pretty sure he's still suspicious on me. It's so weird how your lives change because at this age, you know, you, you're surrounded by somebody who's mad when you try to shove a pill in their mouth. Whereas like <laughs> Back in the 10, day. 10, 15 yeah. years ago, <laughs> you're made to be rough. You're like, how good Charlie? <laughs> he, put it, he even put it in some food so he wouldn't have the taste. Well, the other thing was because he wasn't Eating, they start. They gave me this very strong painkiller mm. to like jab him with. I guess it's like the it's an opiate, the equivalent sure. of like an oxycontin. I can't remember what it was called exactly, but that was like even more traumatic because I had to hold him down. I had to get the you know the fat in the back of his neck and jab this needle in. Um, so anyway, the nurse said, "Look, I think that that may, may that may be contributing to his lack of appetite yeah. and stuff." So 
And she's gone, I don't think he's actually in any pain. I don't think the tumour wouldn't be causing him any distress. The, the balance and all that kind of stuff, sure, but I don't think you need to worry about him being in pain. So we quit all the medication, got my money back, which was great. I actually really? took it back to the vet and said, here's all this late medication you prescribed my, my dog that you misdiagnosed. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess when you put that word in there. <laughs> I was going to say, that's very generous that they refund it, but I guess if you put misdiagnosed well, in the refund request, it does accentuate the payment coming your way. Well, little side note. So the vet that has been treating him, and I don't, look, I'm, I'm not blaming anyone. Like, it's, it's a difficult job. Yeah. You know, there could be a billion reasons, you know, well, a few reasons what was causing this. They went down the wrong path. Mm. The fact that this vet, I'm just grateful this one vet found it. But it's hard with animals because they can't... Ask them how they, they feel. Yeah, and they yeah. can't tell you. Well, a parrot could. Mm. Well, <laughs> Boy's got cancer. Boy's got cancer. I'm not sure parrots can actually just independently identify things. Can't they just repeat phrases they've already heard? Yes. But they have cancer. You have to, you have to I don't teach. think that is the problem. <laughs> I'm hungry. You have to teach them all the diseases. <laughs> All the, the the first eight years of a parent's life, you have to sit there with a book, a vet's diagnosis yeah. books of things that can go wrong with a parrot. Uh, my beak's weak. My beak's weak. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Polly wants some chemo. There are, like I said before, there are a bunch of vets at this mm. clinic, and there was one vet that when I first met him, I remember I came home and I said to Gemma, she's like, "Oh, how's the new vet?" And I said. It's very handsome, right. and he is too handsome. Very handsome. Is that what you say? Kind of, um, you know. Every now and then, you meet someone in real life, and it's like if you were casting a movie, oh, yeah. And you had to cast. He's like, the George Clooney doctor. Yes, he's the ER yes, George he's Doug Clooney. He's doctor. Doug Ross. Yeah, you're like you're. T- if you were this good looking, you wouldn't be a surgeon. You'd be an actor. <laughs> yeah. You play surgeons. <laughs> And this guy was great, uh, like not good looking, but you know, I think I had some kind of professional crush on him because you know he was always yeah. really good with Junior, really affectionate okay. and stuff. And but Gemma was always like, "You're always talking about how good looking mm. this vet is." I'm like, "Well, look, that just—he's mm. good at his job, but he also happens to be very good looking." But um, what I found out afterwards, because when I was went back to the clinic to take the medicine back and then work out if I have to get someone to euthanize my dog, who here is equipped to do that. Mr. Hansen is actually a trainee. I was going to say, not actually a vet. Probably an actor just rehearsing a role where he's going to play a vet in a TV series. I was blinded yeah, by how good by good he was. <laughs> like, I'm sure. That dog's in safe hands. Yeah, he's like, he's like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with your cat. You're like, I didn't even notice you called Junior a cat. <laughs> this guy knew nothing. So they conducted an ultrasound early on, but yeah. they just ultrasound the wrong part of his yes. body. Because... Their thinking was, well, he's used to issues related to di- digestion. Yeah, so we'll gut. ultrasound his stomach. Yes, and they didn't yes. ultrasound his heart. So uh, they gave me the money back. And so I went there and I said, look, um, uh, uh, just, is there someone here who could euthanise him? Sure, we've got a couple of vets, but we'll need a week's notice. I'm like, okay, a week's notice. I mean, it seems like if he suddenly collapses, you know, that I don't, I don't, because I don't want to have to take him to the vets. He gets distressed. I want to be able to do it at home. You know? Oh, okay, yeah. Keep him comfortable all right. and, and not freaked out. Um, so I said, okay, that's cool. So I took all the brochures and stuff and brought them home. But uh, suddenly, over the last three days, Junior has bounced back. Like, it was slow at first, but now, like, we went for a massive walk today, he's engaged, he's eating full meals, and so I called the vet the... The one who found the tumour and yeah, said... Yeah, not the handsome one. Not the handsome one, Never mate. Never call that guy again. <laughs> Never. <laughs> oh, McDreamy. Yeah. Over there. I mean, besides, what's the point? Yeah. I don't want to talk to him on the phone. Maybe yeah. a Skype. Oh, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'll FaceTime yeah. Yeah, No, I FaceTime the handsome guy, had a bit of a chat, and then got him to hand me over to the, the actual competent vet. <laughs> Who knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Uh, so I said to her, look, um, you know, we were all set to kind of like uh, <laughs> send Junior to, to the, the big farm in the sky, but... You know, he seems to have bounced back. Because when I spoke to her initially, I was like, what's the prognosis? Like, are we talking days or weeks? Days, weeks, weeks, months, yeah. And she was like, well, I think... She said that when this kind of thing is quite rare to get a tumour on the heart, it takes a long time to manifest. But then when it does, the symptoms, it's very... It's unusual. It it doesn't really go backwards. So she said, you know, you might arrive at a point where, you know, he's just his quality of life isn't any good, so you just want to... Do, do the humane thing. Um, but I called her and said, look, he's bounced back. And she was kind of, su- not surprised, but she was like su- pleasantly surprised. And she said, okay, well, I think what's going on is maybe the drugs you had him on were kind of exacerbating the symptoms. And so the things that she was seeing and I was seeing, which was like the 
you know, he was wobbly and the lack of balance and the, he wasn't very perky, all that kind of stuff, was he was doped up. Are you um, saying the drugs don't work, they just make it worse? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I hope I see his face again. <laughs> so her recommendation was, well, look, if he's good and happy, yeah. then you just maintain that. That. And I was saying to her, okay, but, you know, when he does, you know, because it's not like mm. he's cured. I, I'm not... Naive. No, I know that you know what he has is inoperable. Right, but instead of it being days, it could be months. months? Sure. I mean, his birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, it'd be great if we could get to his fifteenth mm. birthday. Um, but it, it was—it's more a case of uh, working out how much, like, when these symptoms come back, if they come back again, then how often? Because she says he's not in pain, mm. but I want to know that. You know, I'm not distressing him, or he's not just yeah. sticking around for my sake. Because they're the dogs. Dogs will will fake a broken leg, so you'll take him on a walk. You is know? there any chance that he saw the brochures, saw the writing well, on the wall, and he's <laughs> just like, I better, I better up my game, mate, or I'm going to the big farm in the sky. He had people coming to visit him and yeah. crying and kissing him on yeah. the head and telling him he's a good boy and stuff <laughs> like that. I think that maybe some primal yeah. like pack instinct, which is like, I better get rid of this limp because the pack is about <laughs> to leave me behind. Yeah, as soon as you turn your back, he's limping again. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you turn around, I'm fine. fine. I am absolutely <laughs> fine. Dum, I don't dum, know what you're talking about. Evan's <laughs> great. Do you want a coffee? Coffee? Uh, he, he said coffee. So he, um, yeah. So he, it's actually, it's it, it's a good news story. That's I mean, good. I was actually because yeah. I almost texted you on Friday to say, "Hey, man, look, I know we'd scheduled a record, but yeah. I don't know what kind no, of, no, no, I don't know how I'm going to be." Yeah. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because, you know, maybe maybe Junior's been <laughs> reading my text messages because I did text my brother and a few other people yeah. saying that he's on his last legs. But, um, yeah, it was, it's, it was such a weird thing because I, I don't know if we talked about we got into it that much last week, but and I've experienced quite a bit of loss in my life. And I keep thinking that, oh, because I've been through it, next time it oh, happens, yeah. you know, I've got my hours up. So somehow it'll be easier. No, it's not. It hurts just as much yeah. each time. It's a like it's a, each one is a fresh kind of like um, emotional roller coaster. And and you know that they talk about what is it the seven stages of grief. And I feel like you know, Gemma and I went on that, which was you know when we got that diagnosis from the doctor, it was very stoic about it, and then had the big breakdown, and then. You know, came out the other side and was like, you start rationalizing and you're like, well, he's had a great life. And, you know, you know, I, you, and everyone should be so lucky to be able to have that much agency over how they go and all that kind of stuff. But now I sort of feel like, oh, he's, he's back. And I do feel this temptation to think maybe it's a miracle. Like maybe my dog is going to defy the odds and overcome cancer. <laughs> Heart cancer. Heart cancer. Yeah. At 15 years of age. <laughs> yeah. Which is a pretty good innings for a dog, regardless, regardless of heart cancer or not. A little part of me is like, maybe he is like, he's going to be the one that they're going to study. He's going it's to actually made his heart better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why, but we've looked at his results and he's stronger than he's ever been. He's evolving. Exactly. He's actually a German shepherd now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You go to the museum, you go, it's so weird they keep that uh, yeah. file up, uh, that ta- <laughs> taxidermed file up. No, yeah. no, that's no, Junior. That's Junior's heart. His heart was actually bigger than his entire body by the end of his life. Um, I'm glad to hear that, though, because if nothing else, you know, because, you know, I mean, like you said, it's cancer and, and you know, hopefully, hopefully it's lots of months, you know. Hopefully mm. it's, you know, who knows. But um, regardless, it's nice to him to, for him to be at least be back and – you having the opportunity to, you know, be around him in a fun way, in a positive yeah. way, and him being engaged in a fun way. Like, I think... Oh, he was be, he's been eating the equivalent of McDonald's yeah. all week. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he couldn't... He wasn't eating anything, and then I found out he was eating schmackos. So yeah. I went and bought 10 packets of schmackos. Yeah, you don't he have to worry about schmackos <laughs> at this point. He's got a tumour in his heart. Yeah. Let him eat some schmackos. It's like those old people who smoke through the hole in yeah. their neck. You're like, they've already got a hole in their neck. Let him have a cigarette. Well, that's actually one of the things that I thought you would find interesting. He's turned vegetarian. Mm. Like, he's not... He's eating a little bit of meat, but okay. mainly vegetables. Since right. he's come back from his heart scare, he's turned vegetarian. Like, Kevin Smith had that massive heart mm. attack and turned vegan. My yeah. dog had a heart scare and has turned mm. vegetarian. Because he wasn't eating anything, and then I threw him a carrot, ate mm. the carrot. He's eating beans, he's eating cucumber. And I'm wondering if it is some kind of... There's either a food aversion thing that's happened because 
you know, all you the You tried medication. to hide the pills in the, the meat, meat or whatever. Or I just can't hide a pill in this carrot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've served me whole things that come out of nature that have no pills in them. Or it's, um, it's some kind of evolutionary thing where it's like, you know, they eat grass when they're sick, so maybe it's like, well, you know, there's more chance of a poison or, or rotten, rotted meat than a rotted carrot. So he's pretty much done vegetarian. Did eat eggs this morning, scrambled eggs. <laughs> off the floor or out of the bowl? Oh, has no. he gone back to the bowl or yes. is he still eating it off the no, floor? No, no, he's, he's just started going back to the bowl. I mean, we're going to have to get our carpets cleaned because for about a four or five-day period, we were just... Because we were just so excited about him eating anything. Yeah. Just throwing Just food throwing on food on the ground. Yeah, like, just <laughs> if we could entice him to eat, we would. So you just, like, you'd yeah. dangle a bit of food. Yeah. If you looked interested, you'd throw it in the carpet. Yeah. And if he ate it, like, awesome. So, yeah. We and d- if he didn't, we just left it. Because <laughs> we have a baby and a sick dog. We cannot be cleaning as well. Our hands are full. It is, um, I mean, because I know you've lost a couple of cats. Mm. It is a, it is an odd feeling, isn't it? Like... You have so much tied up in this animal. Oh, well, so we, uh, I mean, not to, this is, you know, <laughs> this podcast has become the uh, the sick pet podcast, <laughs> but um, church. Yeah. Uh, so I told you last week about the dramas we had around church. But anyway, this week um, she's ended up, uh, Amy was Amy was patting her and uh, she had a, a lump. She's only a kitten, but because we lost a cat to cancer last year, we're very paranoid about it, obviously. And um, so Amy, you know, took her to the vet immediately and the vet was like, you know, took – well, the vet was basically like, I've taken, you know, something out of it, you know, took, put the needle in, took like a biopsy or whatever they call it, and, and it was like, we can either send this away and in a week get it back and then we'll probably have to take it out regardless of what it is um or you can just like put her in we'll take it out and we'll send it away and we'll find out right. if it was anything bad but regardless whatever this mass is needs to be removed probably probably needs to be removed where was regardless. it regardless so in a in a stomach uh. and um I mean, she's just a kitten so it'd be like it's not impossible for a kitten to like to have a tumor or something but but it's it's more unlikely you know mm. yeah our other cat who did was like 13 or 14 you know um but so she had that today so she's been in surgery today so she, she had the this is turning into yeah, the sick bed i know right <laughs> just. yeah and so i've been trying to like just because you just have to be hopeful and cool and we won't yeah. find out for another week if it's anything more major than that but hopefully not she's hopefully. like i mean she's just yeah <laughs> No, that's someone at the door. Yeah. So Sorry, no, no, no. We weren't knocking on wood. We're not su- <laughs> it was not superstitious. There was two people at the door <laughs> at the same time. It's a handsome vet. He's heard, he's heard he's disparaging his name. Yeah, I, I said to Amy, I said, make sure the vet is ugly. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you can find better. the ugliest vet in the place and let them do the surgery. So yes, no. So um, I've had one of those days today where I've been sitting by the phone, but she's out of she's out of the surgery, and apparently she's she's they, doing and, okay. And, and they are going to do the biopsy. Yeah. So now it. they'll, um, you know, uh, the better or take a week or whatever for the results to get back about what it is. So I guess if it's if it is cancer, which I hope it isn't, um, hopefully we've caught it early enough that you know you can you can treat it. Right. Um, and how, hopefully, how, hopefully how it's something it? else. Radiotherapy. Yeah. There's all sorts of. Right. Horrible thing. Well, because that was the other thing is our vet said we could look at radiotherapy, chemotherapy. It's a lot for... Like, I mean... You're going to put him through... If I wasn't going to put my mother through it, then I'm not going to put my my dog through it. Like, (laughs) tough to explain that to Junior. Junior's like, no, I'm up for it. I'd like to live... No, 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 no. No? I did a very interesting (laughs) podcast with my mother. You should listen to it. She's very philosophical on her views on life and death. I think you'll really appreciate it. Gemma comes home, the baby's asleep, and you've got headphones on Junior. (laughs) I'm just getting him to listen to this podcast. It was funny, actually, because the artwork that Foz did for last week's episode, because it was um, Ray Reed Parker Junior, and he threw Junior in there. And I don't know if Foz was reading the tea leaves or he could tell from the way we were talking, but he sent me a really lovely email where he'd sent me the, the – so in the artwork, the layer of Junior, he'd sent me separately as a portrait. And I got that and burst into tears because yeah. it was like, oh, my – I didn't – because I hadn't told anyone at that stage, but I was like, oh, my God. Um, and in my head, I'm like, well, I'm going to get this framed. I'm going to get it put above the fireplace and stuff. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe maybe in a couple of months' time. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's amazing the connections that we had. Because I grew up on a farm, you know, where – 
you just didn't have the, like animals are part of that world. And I, I look, I, I grew up knowing that animals were to be respected. Like uh, mm. it was, I, I got a very good lesson in that. But they were also part I of. Got the, beaten up by a bunch of cows. <laughs> now, <laughs> one of the things I always remember is that my dad cared very much about the animals, mm. but they at the same time they are still farm animals they are given numbers not names they you know they are working dogs or working you know there's not that that aspect of so it, it took me until i was guessing in my mid-20s you know before i had like a pet pet yeah so and just this week because we've only had churchies she's not even a year old you know yeah. and she's such a great cat and and you know it was a big deal for us to get another cat after you know having lost two in pretty quick succession and um it uh, there has been a couple of times this week where I have just been so worried, mm. and I was like, it, "It just the thing that I was, I was having that thought that you're having, which is like, I just care so much about this mm. cat, and I know that in a practical way, it's like, well, I can't do anything about what will happen here. Like, you know, it, it could be bad news, but if it is bad news, it's just going to be." feels so unfair and feels so terrible. And I know that heaps more terrible things happen yeah. all the time in the world, but when it's happening to you, you know, about, you know, someone, something that you care about so much, it, it's full on. Yeah. And, and But my guilt was compounded by the fact that I have a beautiful baby daughter yeah. in my house. And, you know, I would be lying if I didn't say my part of my attention wasn't taken up by my dog is sick and, like, you know, knowing – that I have like this baby here, but also like I felt like my focus was split and I felt terrible about that because I should be soaking up this moment. She's only going to be a baby once, you know, th I want to make the most of this moment, but it's weird because I also... But at the same time, like, and again, I know <laughs> that they, you know, there's, I'm sure there is a lot of minute changes that you notice all the time. But if you like have half an hour where you're like yeah, con exactly. concentrate on the dog and not on the baby, yeah, the baby's not going to suddenly start juggling in that half an hour and you're like, oh, shit, I oh, missed it. It's not it. so much that, but I think it is it, – it, it's that Bonding. Thing. Yeah, it's the bonding, but it's also the idea of, you know, we talked last week about over-empathising, you know, like because, you know, when he was still sort of low energy and, and just sort of lying on his couch and looking really so, so, sorry for himself – I was lying next mm. to him and curled up and, you know, telling him he's a good boy and all this kind of stuff. And, but I was projecting a lot of kind of my own sort of issues into him, my own issues around death. Yeah. When he's an old dog who's had a really good life, yeah. who, you know, if it turned out that that was going to be his last yeah. few days... He still had a great life. still had a great life. Yeah. And, you know, I was there thinking, oh... The, know he must be so scared and lonely and blah 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 well maybe not mm. you know my brother sent me a great link um uh, to an article which is you know what happens when we die and it's a very scientific um analysis of the, how the body shuts down and the brain functions all this kind of stuff and it be a very very boring answer on philosophy. <laughs> really boring. <laughs> if I got to the end of the podcast and that was, what do you reckon happens when you die well let me well, just get to have an article. article. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it is it, it sort of helps you separate because you do uh, invest so emotionally in that and you project all these kind of things into the loss. When really, you know, the, the process that the body goes through, a lot of the times people have had near-death experiences talk about it being quite blissful or whatever. Um, right, the, the body releases chemicals to yeah, help Yeah, I mean, look, eventually the this biological shell has to let go and that's not great, you know. That, that doesn't happen without some discomfort or unpleasantness or whatever. But... <clears throat> in terms of the emotional release, he's a dog. You know, I don't think Junior has really pondered his life or the things he never got to do. I never, I've never, I've never sniffed the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting there, all we physically looking at a whole bunch of things he could have sniffed. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Some of the things that I could have sniffed and humped <laughs> if I just had the opportunity. Yeah, like he, I don't think he's he just looks at the fact that you know he was kept safe and warm and um, you know moderately entertained. Most it's of the funny time. though, isn't it, that what you're saying about him in that regard is something that I've been thinking about a bit myself today for reasons that I won't go into that that you're aware of, but I won't talk about right now on the podcast. But um, Will's met a handsome vet. <laughs> <laughs> it's changed everything. But no, but I've been having. 
I've been thinking about a lot, I think, in the last six months to a year. about I've worked very hard and a lot and consistently and been very lucky, but I always kind of worked in the way of thinking, oh, well, at some stage this will all go away and then I'll sort of relax a bit more and I'll readjust my focus in life and get back to... And what you tend to find is in life, the more busy you become, the more opportunities you get, the more you go, oh, it's okay, I won't go to that birthday party, but I'll go to their birthday party next year and then eventually you're just the guy who never goes to anybody's birthday party. Or you... or you. My example is always I have shelves full of books that I never have the time to read. You know, mm. I buy these books, you know, thinking that... And I would love nothing more than to just... You need to be the guy at the end of that Twilight Zone episode. You know, the one who just wants everyone to disappear so he yeah. can read his books. But really, that is what I want. <laughs> you know, and... I wonder sometimes, am I wrongly prioritising my life? You know, when you look at Junior, mm. you go, well, all he really wanted to do was, like, run around, be loved, eat some food, sniff some shit, and he got to do that? Mm. Like, in some ways, that's a more complete life than this weird straining for... Like, I, I think... Your, your I think definition of success yeah, or... I think a lot about that idea of going... Because people always are like, what are you going to do next, you know? And there's a part of me that's like... I'm not sure that I do want to do anything next. Mm. I think what I would like to do next is, you know what I'd love to do? Swim every day. Mm. I'd love to read some, read some more books and I'd love to swim every day and I'd like to... You can. Well, I, yeah, I could yeah. if I had the fucking time, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. And the reason that I don't is me. Yes. You know, that I... Do you remember, what I'm saying, Charlie, is I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> no, like, like the podcast is the thing that's been standing in your way this whole time. Well, I've got to be honest. It's an hour a week that I could go for a swim. It is true. And I've prioritised going for a swim now over these conversations. One thing comes in, one yeah. thing goes out. But no, I mean, but yeah, I am having those conversations in my mind. And you look at Junior's life. Mm. I don't look at a life that has been poorly led. I look that, uh, you know, he's lived near the water. He, you know, he's, he gets to go to the beach, swim. You know, like he's had great parents who, you know, you were, up until now, he was the complete focus of both of your affection, you know? know. Like, I mean, in some ways, this is the, the perfect time to be transitioning out. And you know the way... Because you're you going to get ignored a bit now anyway. There's a new, there's a new girl in town, you know? I mean, the way you can Go tell, gracefully, my friend. If you look at my Instagram account. Yeah. It's gone from being right. 90% photos of Junior to yeah. 90% photos of my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened. And that's okay. Yeah. You know. That's, I found something cute yeah. to take photos of. Well, yeah, but Junior doesn't need to be around to have that rubbed <laughs> in his face. <laughs> well, he doesn't have an Instagram account. He's yeah. off social media. Yeah. <laughs> Finds it toxic. Um, he's had a great life. And, I, and the great thing about what you're saying now is that you have an opportunity for him to have a little encore as well. Yeah. Whether, whether it be a... You know, brief encore, whether it be just, the, you know, a couple mm. of great weeks of, you know, eating roast chicken and schmackos and, you know, going for runs and doing that, or whether it's a John Farnham style, <laughs> you know, I'm retiring soon, three years later. Well, I guess... <laughs> Your daughter's going to high school, Junior's like, one more year! <laughs> I guess you're right. That, that, that is kind of where I've arrived at, which is like, I was prepared, okay, that I was saying goodbye, but now it's like, okay... Let's make this a long goodbye. And yeah. if that is a couple of months, if it's fucking six months, great. Yeah. But it's, it was so stressful. That's what, what you were going through with uh, church. You know, we went through for like two and a half weeks, which is like, what is wrong with him? And, you know, we, uh, not only the, the worrying, but just like the physically taking care of him. You know, you know, we live at the top floor of an apartment building, so anytime we need to go down, it need to be carried down. Yeah. And it was just... Very physically, and when you're doing that and you're sleep deprived already, it's really, really taxing. And so now, like even before he got, he's had this upswing. Just knowing what was wrong with him was a relief because it wasn't like, did I do this? Like, is this somehow some kind of neglect? Because there was a period of time where I was like, did I feed him incorrectly? Did I medicate him incorrectly? Has it something? Is it is it some my neglect that has led to this? Because he's just driven off a cliff, and I have no idea. Why? And I was willing to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to get that guilt off my chest. Like, because when the doctor was the vet, the good looking, not the good looking one, the good vet, right. the, the qualified one, the good vet and the good looking vet. Yeah, that's it. A new sitcom coming to <laughs> Channel 10. Uh, when that vet was saying, recommending the yeah. MRI, she was like, but here's the thing if you find something in the MRI, a, it's not going to be good, and no. B, there's not going to be anything you can do about it. So you can get an MRI, but that is just going to be for your own 
information. Yeah, so you peace know. of mind. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, I want that MRI because yeah. I would. It was gnawing at me. And yeah. again, I keep injecting myself into this equation. Like, of course, my ego, which is like, if it was me that had fucked up, mm. if it was me that gave him the wrong food or the wrong medication, then you know, I'm gonna beat myself up rather than being kind of honest, which is like, well, people make mistakes and, you know, it's the first time I've ever had to deal with an Ill, Ill animal and blah, 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 blah. There was this kind of that Catholic impetus to punish and, and self-flagellate, you know, came racing back. But now that I, you know, that I know what's causing or at least that, you know, there is a reason why these things are happening. It's like, okay, well, we can maximise. It's every, you know, rom-com that's ever been made. It's like, you've got 30 days to live and, you know. Yeah. Then you go off and tell your boss to get fucked or yeah. whatever. It is. I mean, what's your, what's, what's, I'm what's trying to think of one film where that's, that's been the plot. What's Junior's bucket list? Like if Junior, well, we tried to think of because that. I, I was speaking today to, and I, I won't. Uh, people can do the maths and put it together, but I was. Do we need to bleep it out with something. Hang on. No, no, no. I'll just press oh, my do you know how to do this? No, I'm just guessing. No. Oh wow, that was a bit too spooky. <laughs> okay. I'm be honest right. with you. No, uh, no. So I was, I was speaking to a friend of mine today who's. <laughs> Who's um, uh, just signed up for the um, assisted dying? Oh, yeah. So he's, that's good, though. Yeah. So he's got um, he's got terminal cancer, and he has had for a long time, and it's getting to. Uh, Can I ask? Is that in New South Wales? Uh, in Victoria. Victoria. So he's he was running me through today what the the process is and how it works, and uh, you know what process he has to go through. There's various assessment levels and. They, you know, there's a waiting period and then they, they have to ask you again if it's what you want. But yep. he's been thinking about it for a, a very long time and he's we've had conversations about it. So he just messaged me today to say where he was at and when he was planning to... Because he's got certain dates that are based around milestones that he still wants to be around for, but he's struggling a lot. So it, it's that thing of quality of life, yeah. right? You know, he is at the point where he is... There's certain things you want to do, but not... A, if it means, yeah. yeah. And he feels like he's a burden on other people right. and he feels like he's, you know, he's definitely not getting better but he wants to get to this point and then after that he's really going to look at this, you know, idea that maybe he'd like to do it this way. And so he's just, we've just been, you know, exchanging notes about it and he kind of keeps me in touch and, and whatever. And he has lived a bucket list because he's had seven years. Right. And he really did do the bucket list thing. You know, when he found out that he had cancer, he really made the list of the things that he was going to do with his life and he went and did most of them. Is there anything that you think Junior would have wanted to do well, that we, Junior hasn't done? We, when we were sort of putting together, well, where did... like We, we took him to his favourite park. You know, there's a certain area he likes to hang out with. But then I was thinking about what his bucket list would be and it's like he doesn't... He's not a complicated dog. He's no. a dog of simple pleasures, which is he doesn't like the water... He likes parks and he loves food. Right. <laughs> like there is three, there is two things: parks and food. So we went and had a picnic in the park. But he wasn't quite at he wasn't quite where he is now. We would, so we might look at doing that again. But I think there's a few other things, which is like he's got certain minders, people who've looked after him that he's very fond of. That I was like, well, it would be nice for them to come see him or for him to see them. At, Jen was a bit uncertain about that because she's like, I don't want it to be this kind of procession of grievers or mourners or, or you know people coming in to say the last goodbyes it's just, it feels just a bit sad but I just thought rather than doing it in that kind of you know like he's the Pope <laughs> like an ill Pope and people have to come in and you know kiss the ring I was thinking more like I would just take him to visit some of his like you know dog miners and just sort of you know let them have a play with him for the last time things like that yeah um, but no I don't know bucket list Hates the water. He is there anything food. that he like would? I mean, is there any food that he kind of you know would break into or you know eat that he isn't meant to eat, but he would love if left to his own devices or if you left it out or anything like that? Well, I do remember. Was one, there a pillow that he liked to rip apart or like? No, a, he was he was always pretty well behaved. I mean, there was one time when we were living in Melbourne, we were watching TV and we could hear like thumping in the kitchen, and he had somehow got himself into the pantry and got into his big bag of dry dog food yeah. and eaten his way so deep into the bag yeah. that when he stood up, he looked like a Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> he had this, like, bag over his head. Uh, so, I mean, I, I guess if you had a bucket list, it would be yeah. to, if you... Just get him a giant bag of food. No, I reckon, like, set him loose in a deli. Like, oh, you know yes. how you do those supermarket sweeps? Like, Junior, you got 10 minutes in the deli, eat as much as you want. Yeah. So you just carry him into Safeway. 
take him to the deli section, just ask everyone to leave for 10 minutes and just plant him down on the shelf and say, go through the seafood. The By the way, if, eat, you wa- if you want a business, one of those modern wellness style businesses that you can sell at an outrageous rate to rich people who care too much about their pets, um, Do- doggy, doggy, doggy make a wish. Yeah, that's a great idea. You know what I mean? Like... What would your dog like to do as their sort of bucket list? What if, what and it's like, you know, so you go you go down to the Woolworths deli and you're like, half an hour. It's going to cost you $20,000 because I've got to cover some costs and stuff. But but then it could go into dark territory like Hostel where it's like, I want to kill, I want to kill someone. My dog's always wanted to kill a child. Oh, God. Oh, my uh, God. Well, 50000 <laughs> I can make I'm always to rip out someone's yeah. throat. <laughs> He's a Rottweiler. Is it the breed or the person raising the I've dog? I've always liked well. to give somebody rabies. <laughs> I mean, now yeah, I don't have rabies yet, but like I've always eaten my poop. I'd love yeah. to eat your poop <laughs> while you watch. I'd like you to poop, and then I want to eat it in front of you, staring <laughs> you, you in the eye. You've got to make eye contact with me the whole time as I eat your poop. Well, you know that'd be part of the business. You get like a pet psychic who comes in and reads the mind of the pet, like and says, this is the last wish. And then that would be great. I'm sorry to tell you this, but your dog's last wish is that you poop right now and the dog's going to eat the poop and you've got to watch, keep eye contact the whole time. That sounds like $20,000. Adam Sandler film, Pet Psychic. (laughs) Uh, Adam Sandler is a pet psychic. He's actually... Um, Have they done Pet Psych? Oh, yeah, I think it's... Um, pet Detective. No, it's Chris Lilly's... I haven't seen the series, but I believe he plays a pet psychic. Oh, yes. She's uh, a, a blackface pet yeah, Well, she's not, it turns out. She just had a tan or something. Okay, but, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't well, think, why don't we have yeah. Adam Sandler in black? <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so we really want to cut through point of difference from Chris Lilly's character. Has there been... A, like, I mean, I guess that's Dr. Doolittle, right? Dr. Doolittle can talk to the animals, but this is like a... A fake Doctor Doolittle. It's, yeah, is, a psychic. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there must be a show on, you know, one of those. Ah, there'd be a cable. pet psychic show. Yeah. Absolutely, 100. percent I'm going to Google it on my phone. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that there's already a. Pet, Have you ever seen that pet psychic, uh, psychic show? show? Gemma loves this one. It's like I think it's. I mean, I don't know if it's called, but it's essentially Hollywood psychic, and it's just oh. like. Now is he the Australian guy? No. Oh no, no. I think he's American. There's an. There's it's an. It's kind Aust- of an effeminate American guy. Are you blondie. sure? Are you sure he's not Australian? Is he Australian? Does he have an American accent? Yeah, yeah. But I reckon he might be Australian. I reckon he's like uh, Toddy, Toddy Goldsmith's brother or something. But no, that's not right. But like, <laughs> but you know, but something like that. It's like there's some weird connection to. Okay, Australian. Yeah, no, so we'll get to that in a second. Let's uh-huh. go pet psychic first. Uh, pet psychic. Now let's see what. Um, uh, okay. So, uh, the first thing that comes up is uh, a bunch of ads uh, for pet psychics. I will say that. Um, all right. Okay. Well, there's one nearby. There's a pet psychic uh, here in Australia. Is Let's, that right? That's uh, that a sponsored. That's that a sponsored. Uh, all right. A pet psychic. Oh, she has a regular column in New Idea. Ever wondered what your pet is trying to tell you? <laughs> I want to eat your poop while you watch. <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. Uh, all right, um, let me see if there's a TV show, Pet Psychic TV show. I mean, you probably feel psychic with your dogs, right? Like, I look at Junior and I feel like I know exactly what he's thinking. When he looks at me with wordlessly, I get the feeling that I know what he wants. Well, yeah, but... It, but That's the, intuition. But the thing that you're always... The problem is, is whether you're projecting that or not. Yeah, well, no, 100%. Because yeah. Junior's always very judgmental. Yeah. <laughs> not me. He's, like, he's really judging a loser. Me. He's like... Really feels like I haven't made the best of my talents. <laughs> I could really be a handsome vet assistant if I'd put my mind to it. Here we go. The Pet Psychic t- t- television program. Uh, let's have a look at this. Um, they made what year was it? More about this show. Okay. Um, let me see um, here. Uh, all right. The Pet Psychic is an hour-long television program that was broadcast on Animal Planet Network in the US. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the program premiered on June 3, 2002 and featured Sonia Fitzpatrick as a psychic who claimed she could communicate with various animals, including audience members, departed pets. Oh, so it was oh, li- the d- living and the dead. Yeah, so it was like John Edward. I'm getting a... Crossing over. Getting a J. Yeah. Anyone yeah. Oh, junior. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm getting an F. Yeah. Fido. Uh, Subject animals included normal cats and dogs, as well as horses, various birds, and farm animals. So there you go. So would that be a thing, though, right? Like, 
because there's lots of different things are pets. Like there's iguanas, you know, people keep spiders as pets, snakes. Is this person claiming... Because I imagine in order to communicate with that pet, you have to pick up on some kind of intention or brain function or whatever, something, you know, whatever they're communicating. Mm. But if it's a reptile, they have a reptilian brain. And so their whole thing is like eat, sleep, keep warm, reproduce, right? So that'd be easy <laughs> if you're a pet psychic or a reptile. I'm getting a uh, feeling that they want to eat. <laughs> and then, oh, hang on. Then they want to sleep. Yeah. And then they want to fuck. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fuck. That's what I'm getting. It's actually what I'm getting from all the animals. <laughs> Eat, sleep, and fuck. Because they talk about uh, in one of the one of those Aquaman comics when they yeah. uh, re-released him. <laughs> oh, okay, good. You're citing your references then. As long as as long as we've got credible references <laughs> like Aquaman comics. No, but they they one of the writers. I can't remember which one. One of that maybe Jeff Johns or someone when he was trying to rebrand yeah. and make Aquaman cooler. Because there's a scene where he goes into a bar and some dudes like, "Hey, aren't you the guy who like talks with the fishes?" And Aquaman's is like. Look, they don't actually have – their brains aren't big enough for me to oh, actually talk to can't them. Can't talk to them, right. But they're primitive brains, but I can actually, you know, influence them by giving them impulses. You know. So I imagine that's what the pet psychic's doing with a fish. Like if you have a goldfish, <laughs> what is she getting off that thing? And it's going to forget anyway. You're getting the same message on loop every 15 seconds, right? I'm wet. <laughs> I'm wet. There's another fish. There's another fish. Um, all right. Uh, so the, the closest one is uh, Liza Kellen. Pet psychic. Um, she's in Sydney. She's Sydney based. She's got a lot of testimonials on her. Um, uh, on her. What web, do they say? Where you from the testimonials? Okay, well, there's a lot. I'm, I'm very impressed. You're doing this without your glasses. How big's the font well, on your phone? I got to say, I'm. I am struggling a little <laughs> with it, but that's okay. Uh, it's taken me a little longer to anybody. We're, we're taping this today, yeah. and anybody who's watching it on the uh, on the video will realize how many times I had to retype things because <laughs> I had made spelling mistakes. Especially psychic is quite hard Pop to spell. Psychic. <laughs> I'll just bookmark that for later. It'll come in handy. You're feeling very high. I had a conversation with a uh, doctor today about uh, medicinal cannabis, and uh, he. Uh, wants to prescribe me some, but uh, they, they've got a new thing where... Uh, How good looking was this doctor? <laughs> no, I, no, I mean, he, he wasn't ugly, but he wasn't so handsome that I didn't trust him. Is someone knocking on the door? No. It did feel like they were, but I think oh, maybe it's, a, it's just it's the It's a wind. ghost. There is a, there is a lot of wind going on at the moment. Um, we need a podcast psychic to come okay, tell so, us what's communicated. Uh, okay, so there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole bunch of headlines of the testimonials. You just tell me which of these kind of headlines... You know, topic lines appeals to you most, and we'll read that one. Okay. So, Indy's stress release. I mean, that sounds like a hand job, hand to job. be honest. Uh, our special bond. Lost Otis comes home. Healing and growing through your words. Um, lost and found Marley. Uh, they just like, these are all animals from movies. I'm Otis, say lost Marley. And, lost and found Marley. Let's go. No, do, do healing one because that's appropriate to our our situation. Okay, all right. Healing and what is it? Okay, let's uh, healing and growing through your words. Yeah. Thank you, Liza. I really appreciate the time I had to spend with you. Uh, truly, feel honoured to receive your gifts and knowledge from the universe, and was lovely to hear. Is this the animal responding, writing the <laughs> yeah, testimony? This is the animal, all written by the pets. No, this is by <laughs> Mel, okay. who is the owner of uh, Flopster. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm guessing. but I've been accused of being a flopster from time to time. <laughs> Truly feel honoured to receive your gifts and knowledge from the universe and was lovely to hear the insights of flopsters. Of, yeah, flopster. It does sound like, it sounds like an internet startup, yeah. doesn't it? Flopster. It's like I actually download this podcast from flopster. Yeah, I mean, I would, you want flopster? I'd love to make love to yeah. you right now, but you but know, I've got a <laughs> flopster's flopster. flopster. <laughs> Foster's Flopster. Uh, I truly feel honoured to receive your gifts and knowledge from the universe and was lovely to hear the insights of Flopster and to know that our paths... I like carrots. <laughs> what do you think of Flopster's insights? What, did, what fucking like pearls of wisdom did Flopster have? It doesn't say right what sort of animal Flopster was. What do you think Flopster was? Rabbit. Really? What did you think Flopster was? <laughs> I don't know why, but I just assumed a, a, a dog... No, flop says in floppy ears. Yeah, but a dog could have flip floppy ears. Okay, sure. Yeah, but no, but you're right. Like, I mean, I hadn't considered a rabbit, but I, like a rabbit does 
Yeah. And it also seems like a rabbit would have insights. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Yes, what insight would a rabbit have? I don't know. They are the most overrated pet. My niece had a rabbit for a while. They don't do nothing. Uh, they sit in their hatch and they twitch and then they mm. come out and they eat something and they're not friendly and they don't like cuddles. Well, they sit in the hatch because they have to touch that computer on the... That button on the computer once every... It's a lost reference. Okay, right. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's a topical... All our topical references from Jay. Limp from Biscuit. Australia. <laughs> Cancelled in 2009. <laughs> um, okay, Flopster. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. Flopster's probably a rabbit. Yeah. Uh, to hear the insights of Flopster, um, he wanted to know what was up, Doc. Uh, and to know that our paths will cross again. So Liza's told... Um, Mel, that uh, her and Flopster will uh, be reunited at some stage. Um, you have helped us to light the path for my way into the future and help me understand, heal, and grow through <coughs> your words. I loved your sense of humour, fun, and also your sensitive advice, light and love. So that's very nice. That's She's obviously helped Mel deal with like her, her grief, which I reckon is pretty cool. When I was a kid, I remember asking mum, like, well, you know, our pets go to heaven. And she was like, no, no. They don't like the Catholic Church doesn't believe animals go to heaven because they don't have souls because animals masturbate. <laughs> so, and if you masturbate, Charlie, you're not going to heaven either. Do you think the Catholic Church would look on Liza as some kind of heretic? Absolutely, which witchcraft. is a It's witchcraft. Yeah, you can't absolutely. communicate. You can't get messages. That's not. You're not getting no. messages from Flopster. That's no. Satan himself. Exactly. Sure, Jesus will talk to you in a <laughs> desert. That's yeah. that's right on brand for us. Well, but not, but the, the the devil did appear as a snake. He did speak oh, to Jesus. True. He tempted Jesus in the desert as a but snake. He didn't appear as a rabbit. Do he? you think the devil he appeared as a, snake a rabbit? Or Jesus just got so drunk and was taking a piss. He thought his dick was talking. <laughs> He's very dehydrated. You know. Call the Vatican. Yeah, I think I've got, I think a, got a theory on the got New Testament. Theory. Well, did the devil like because he, he he's always represented as a serpent? Did he try mm. some other ones on first? Do you know what I mean? Like, did he go? Cam, okay, cam, this, this, this snake's not convincing you. All right. How do you feel about camels? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You like a rhinoceros? Um, I like this. Lost and found Marley. Okay. Uh, my young indoor cat, Marley, fell off our first floor balcony in the CBD of Sydney. He was missing for over a week before I contacted Liza. I was in a bad way emotionally. I can absolutely understand that. He is my best mate and I could not live without him. Yet I couldn't imagine how I was going to get him home. I mean, in the CBD, like a week... Yeah, you'd be pretty distraught, you know, if you keep... When he guy, says right? how he's going to get him home, as in he was lost, you couldn't find him. This is Mia, so... Right. Her, oh, yes, yeah, lost. Yeah, so okay. the kitten's fallen off the balcony. Marley's and then, fallen. And run away. Yeah, so this is... Oh, this is Marley and Mia. <laughs> Liza's not even trying with a oh, fake testimony. Liza! <laughs> Full of yeah, Liza. Full of Liza, if you know what I'm saying. Um, uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, this is Mia. So, um, she's lost her cat, Marley. Uh, he's my best mate, and I couldn't live without him. Uh, couldn't imagine how he'd get home. And, of course, he's fallen off a, a balcony of an apartment block, so it's not even like he knows what his home looks like to get back. He didn't right. even know what his home looked like. Never been out. It feels like a total miracle, but about seven hours after I had my appointment with Liza, Marley showed up at my door meowing like crazy. I really don't know how all this works, but I highly recommend Liza for her abilities working with animals. Maybe I should call Liza and get her to consult with Junior yeah. and find out what his bucket list is. I want you to shit in front of me, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it was a total miracle, and Marley, who rarely made a noise before, has now found his voice. New cat. <laughs> Not the same cat. <laughs> you think Liza's just popped down with the new cat? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Liza's propping up her pet psychic business, <laughs> just getting some cheap deal on some rescue kittens down at the local. The weird thing, Marley used <laughs> to be a yellow cat. cat but now black. black. And Marley was a cat and is now a dog. <laughs> but apart from that, I reckon it's Marley. Uh, has now found his voice and just won't stop meowing when he has anything to say. I am deeply grateful to have Marley back, and I really don't think I didn't think I'd ever see him again. Um, ah, well, that's I mean that's pretty amazing. Okay, let's find one more. Let's see if she um, uh, we can find uh, one that feels a bit more oogity boogity. Just wondering if I should uh, one of these buttons is a round of applause. No, not, not that, that one. one. That's a theme song. There we go. <laughs> right, there we go. Oh, okay. 
Here we go. This is like, are you okay with one that's a bit closer to junior? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Inappropriate. Uh, this is from Sandra and Rocky out back in New South Wales. I don't know if Rocky's the... Oh, yeah, no, Rocky's the pet. Okay, okay. so Sandra's the person, Rocky's the pet. Um, at the start of this year, I contacted Liza as my dog Rocky, who is 15 years old, oh. uh, was diagnosed with a fast-growing tumour yeah. in his rectum. Now, I know that's not funny. It's but not funny. It's... Slightly more funny than a heart tumour. He's rectum. Rectum, Johnny. Uh, he was having problems pooing. Oh, I see that's here. Yeah, that's no good. And the vet wanted to put him down. The vet, I should mention, was incredibly handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he diagnosed the rectal cancer in his eye, which was a problem. Um, uh, well, no. Um, he, so he had problems pooing. The vet wanted to put him down, which makes sense if you can't if it's hurting him in a poo. Yeah. Um, obviously, I was devastated, but I wanted to give Rocky the chance to tell me if there was anything he, he wanted and if he was in a lot of pain yeah. and any other helpful tips. So this is exactly what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Plus any last loving words just in case the worst was to happen because I guess Liza can also help you communicate. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that this was going to be, be so, <laughs> so poignant. I'm so getting close to home. I'm getting a little... I mean, we were laughing at rectal <laughs> cancer and now... Funny a minute ago, but... Um, <laughs> on, on our consultation, you connected with Rocky, who told you he was unwell but felt he still had a lot more life in him yet. He needed his diet changed to more natural home-cooked meals, no preservatives, and you mentioned that we needed to try a pet naturopath. Maybe this is why Junior went vego. Yeah. Pet naturopath, this is what... It, yeah, okay. You just need to get into... The, there's, there's a whole pet wellness yeah. industry. No, that, vac no vaccines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the problem is, did you vaccinate him? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the problem. He's autistic. He's got, you know that. He can kick in at age 15. <laughs> around the heart. Yeah. Um, of His course... tumour is autistic. Go home, just rub some apple cider vinegar on him. Um, of course, there were many words of love exchanged, but in general, uh, it gave me a better outlook as to what to try. Uh, he also gave me some hope. I took all the advice and contacted all a natural pet care who prescribed herbs and supplements without even seeing him. Um, I did have reports from my vet sent down to them, uh, blood tests, etc. Plus, I continued taking Rocky for general checkups to the vet every eight weeks. And at first, the tumour was getting bigger. But I continued the diet and supplements, which helped him poo easier. I noticed that he seemed more energetic. Uh, his coat became shiny again and slowly seemed to be getting younger. It's been six months since our conversation. I took Rocky to the vet last week and to her surprise, she could not believe Rocky was still alive and even more surprising that the tumour had disappeared. I am so thankful I contacted you first against listening to the vet. <laughs> I mean, that, Is that bit, last that bit? Of, yeah, it's like, right. Uh, huh. Of course, it was a lot of hard work and dedication and changing, but uh, thrilled to have my beautiful Rocky back for a bit longer. So oh that's, my God. That's good. Maybe I should take Junior to a naturopath. Yeah. Grow some dreadlocks. I mean, if the naturopath wanted to prescribe some CBD oil, I'm down. You know what I'm talking about? I'm down with that. Hang on. There's an, uh, let's, that one was pretty poignant, and so let's try another uh, funny uh, one. A stupid one. Uh, my indoor cat fell out of our second-story window. What is going on with these bloody... <laughs> Falling cats. In the very busy part of Brisbane. Oh. She was gone for five days. I'd put up hundreds of posters, called everyone I could. I was very afraid as it's, she didn't even know how to find our house. With Liza's help, Harmony was meowing at our back door within five hours. Different colour. <laughs> Again, different Not a colour cat. cat. <laughs> Not a cat. A lizard. <laughs> but, but pretty sure that was Harmony. <laughs> a lizard. It's from Maria. That's not, I mean, that's not bad. Um, okay. She's talking you around. Oh, she is talking What's her business called? Uh, Thepetpsychic.com.au. Okay. Um, I'm going to see if I can find one more. <laughs> can you just find out, does it say on her website how she communicates? Is it like a hands-on kind of thing? Does she? Okay. How does she... Oh, hang on. I've got one about a python. Do you want to hear about a python? I want to... Eat, sleep, and fuck. I have a python called Montezuma. He became very timid with me, and I couldn't figure out why. I told Liza my father hated him. 
and he didn't trust him. I talked to Dad about Why it. Why does Dad not trust him? What do you think he's going to do? My wallet's missing. It's a bloody snake. I think Dad's just... That snake is I a snake in the dad's ground. just disappointed that his son's like a... He's, he's <coughs> raised a goth. kid who loves snakes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, how's, what's Mark up to? He's got a python now, you know? His best friend's a python called Montezuma. <laughs> I took him to footy every weekend. Every weekend at Auskick. And now he just wants to hang out with his snake in his bedroom. Um, so <coughs> he told lies and my father hated him mm. and he didn't trust him. I talked to dad about it. Oh, so hang on. Montezuma has told Liza. So the snake has told Liza. Oh, that the, that dad the issue like is that the dad doesn't like Montezuma. This snake is definitely the devil in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody snake. Uh yeah, so his father hates him and he didn't trust him. Probably because he's a snake. I talked to dad about it and told him he can't be putting that those bad feelings out. <laughs> Can you imagine now that conversation went? Dad, dad, I've gone to the pet psychic. It's his dad. I communicated with Montezuma. 60th birthday, the whole family's there. Does anyone want to get up and say a few words? It's like, dad, I, I do. Know I do. Mark, <laughs> this is not the time. No, this is the time. Dad? I spoke to the pet psychic. I took Montezuma to the pet psychic. And Montezuma told me <laughs> that you don't like him and that's why he's not feeling good. Dad? Are you, Dad? Those shoes are snakeskin, Dad. And Montezuma noticed. Um, I told Dad he can't be putting out that bad feeling towards Montezuma. Dad was shocked that a snake could know about feelings. And admitted, <laughs> and admitted, he did not like my snake. <laughs> Especially now that he knows he can read his mind. Since then, Dad has made an effort to accept Monty as part of our family. Wow. He may dislike snakes, but he actually says hello to Monty now. Okay. All right. Montezuma Progress. slithers around the house much more confidently now. What? How does a snake slither confidently? I mean, how can you tell? I mean, you strut around. There's a yeah. movement to that. How do you slither confidently? I mean, just I reckon in a more maybe zigzag pattern. <coughs> I reckon indicates fluid. confidence. Yeah, just a bit more of a strut fluid. side to side. Well, how know? do you? All right, then the so how do you how do you how do you slither around unconfident? Well, just straight line, just like no no curves. No I don't curves. think a snake can go on a straight line. They have to zigzag. Well. I don't know anything <laughs> about snakes. <laughs> Montezuma slithers around the house much more confidently now. Let's be Patty's head again. So there you go. And ask me to take a shit so he can eat it while looking me in the eye. Oh, this one's good. Uh, sorry. <laughs> now I'm a bit addicted to this. This is from Thelma. Yeah. Thelma says... I love, by the way, we normally reserve the end of the show to <laughs> read letters, letters from our listeners. Uh, but we're reading letters from people And uh, Mark's going to get a sticker pack. <laughs> So, uh, from Thelma, uh, so I have seven indoor cats. Uh, there has often been trouble and fights between them. Right. Yeah, no shit, Thelma. You've got seven cats. Uh, they all have such different personalities. Do you personalities. think Thelma lives on her own? <laughs> what, what's the odds? My husband, no. <laughs> uh, they all have such different personalities. Liza has worked with them on two occasions now. I can't believe how much better they are getting on. There's still some hissing occasionally, but the cat fights have finished. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty good. That's a good story. Um, okay, let's uh, see if there's uh, anything, any more. Well, should we? Have you got time to do a second app? Yeah, do like a short one. Well, let's let's yeah, let's finish we'll, up. We'll, we'll yep. finish up, and we'll maybe come back to the pets. <laughs> or maybe we'll get to some letters from yep. actual actual listeners. people. Uh, hey, everybody! We have a YouTube channel, Tofop TV, where you can probably see clips from this episode and other episodes that we've recorded as well. Uh, we'll put the the link down here. Will down here at the the link. Is that, um, did that happen Oh, last no, that's time? our Patreon. Sorry. Now, let me just change that. So, this is the Patreon, and you do the you do that, and I'll put the I'll put um, you, our YouTube link, and I'll put Patreon here. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, you can check out clips from our show. You can check out our web series. You can check, check out our Q&As. Best way to support the show is on patreon.com forward slash TOEFOP. It's basically like Kickstarter, um, but it's a monthly subscription service. It's the best way to support us. If you're not buying products of our sponsors, it's the best way to keep the lights on at this place. This is from Denise. Guess what, Liza? Last night, Tiny was found by a lady in Coughlin Drive. We went to pick her up from her house and right next door was a school. You mentioned 
a school and the lady's house was light blue with rose bushes and iron lattice, just as you said. Oh, my God. Tiny has lost a lot of weight. And I imagine it was already tiny unless it was an ironic name. But she will be fine and so will I now she's home. Oh, well, what is go. Tiny? What animal? Not revealed. Oh. Not revealed. Denise, more information. <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Do you have anything to promote? Any stand-up or not? Anything? Uh, I, I, my other podcast, uh, Willosophy, it comes out weekly and uh, there's some uh, great episodes uh, coming up in the next few weeks, so check that out. And if you want to send us an email, you can email us at email, tofop at gmail.com or go to the website, tofop.com, where there's links to all our other podcasts. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.